Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Press Pass podcast brought to you by the Press Republican newspaper here in Plattsburgh, New York. I'm Editor-in-Chief Joe LaTemplio, and I'm joined by Night Editor Ben Rowe and our reporter, Kara Chapman. Hello to you both today, and thanks for being here. Yeah, Joe used to ask us how we are. How are you? I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> How's Kara? Uh, like, like Joe always says, busy and important. Yes, hey, absolutely. Like that. That's the way I'm like kidding. <laughs> busy. <laughs> That's the way we like to keep things around here. We got lots to talk about. Uh, we didn't do a podcast last week. Apologize for that. But with some last minute scheduling changes mm-hmm. and a big snowstorm we had, which we'll talk about yes. in, a, in a minute here. Um, the big event this past weekend that we could chat about is the first annual Tannen Boom held by the city of Plattsburgh out at the city beach last Saturday. Um, an event where people could uh, drop off their Christmas trees, their used Christmas trees from the holidays, and okay. no, Kara is shaking her her head. Wow. I don't think so. No, the DPW collected them throughout. Yeah, same thing. That's what I mean. No, their it's old, not the same. People's, people's old Christmas people trees. donated them. Yeah, yes. People them put off. them on the side of the road. They could they. As far as I knew, they couldn't just bring them to throw on. No, but the DPW picked them up and brought them there. Well, but what you just said was that people could bring their Christmas trees and throw them on the fire. And that's not right, Joe. Oh, my Lord. (laughs) Just want an accurate retelling, but sorry. You you don't know if somebody snuck in a clandestine Christmas tree onto the pile. Which I'm betting they did. (laughs) Um, Anyhow, the event... Uh, was to burn old Christmas trees and uh, the city public works department built a big uh, bonfire out at the city beach, uh, a large property, which was ideal for it. Um, And we'll get, we'll talk about the logistics in a second. Anyways, the idea was to have some winter fun. They had uh, Oval Craft Brewing was there. Gus's Red Hots had a food stand. Gus's (laughs) Red Hots was there. Uh, McDonald's gave out free hot chocolate. They had a sledding hill for the kids. And, and adults, Joe. Yeah, ben Rowe, ben Rowe, that's true. He was climbing up the hill there. Who was your friend that I took a picture of? Oh, Dylan Rayville. Yes. Yep. Kid at heart. <laughs> um, and uh, about two to 300 people showed up. And uh, it was a nice event. Uh, they lit the fire. It was very smoky at first. Very um, smoky. Yes. And then it got going. Um, and then it was weird because it, it seemed like once the fire, the flames started burning and a lot of people just said, okay, and they left. <laughs> Although I will say it was pretty cold, uh-huh. about 10, 10 degrees or, or so. Um, and it was a little, little breeze, but uh, uh, it was cold. Um, and, you know, like you said, there's a couple things that they could tweak maybe, but for a first time event, it wasn't that bad. Well, and I was thinking is that it's the first time I can think of in quite a while that I've gone to the city beach for like an event or of that scale, you know, certainly. And again, I always look back to the Rocky races back in the summers of past and um, the obstacle course and that drew, you know, big crowds and that kind of thing. So it's nice to use that that space. Yeah. And that's one of the things. The property is so big that for this event, it seemed like they were spread out maybe a little too far. Mm-hmm. um the, the 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 circle they made around the bonfire for safety reasons we understand 
uh, might have been a little bit too big. Uh, nobody could get really get close to the fire to feel its warmth, mm. which is kind of the point. <laughs> um, and then the, um, the vendors were a bit far away and there did, wasn't really an MC, uh, mm. you know, uh, organizing things, pumping people up, uh, letting people know what's going on and giving some direction. Just some of those things could be improved upon. Yeah, people just kind of had to notice, oh, hey, they lit the trees. <laughs> pretty much. That's pretty much how it went. And other people told me that they wished they had lit it a little later when it was a little darker. Well, that's one thing is that I headed off, again, when people seem to be heading off, my instinct was, oh, you know, okay, it's done. <laughs> but then as the Karen Chapman showed up um, and... Honestly, there's something to be said about seeing the big fire after dark. It looked kind of cool. So yeah, yeah, maybe the timing of it. But I also understand that I think, Joe, you said some people were saying that due to the cold, they wanted to kind of speed things up and all right, let's light this. Thing. Yeah, possibly. Um, although, like I said, you, you really couldn't get close to the fire to feel the warmth. Yes. <laughs> um, and they did have some gas burners over by the vendors, but they really didn't, weren't that effective. No, you could put your hand near them. And <laughs> I put my bare hand near it and you couldn't really feel much. But overall, again, I appreciate the fact that as we talked about with um, Mary Rose and Quest was, um, you know, Saranac Lake has its winter carnival. Um, what are some other winter events? You know, Lake Placid has all their Olympic stuff. Plastic's never really had like a winter thing to look forward to. Well, I mean, the, we have the Christmas parade, I guess. But. The closest thing we had was Winterfest out at the American Legion in West Plattsburgh. Yes. Which mm -hmm. did not occur last year because of COVID and, and not and again this year. And it looks like it may be done forever. So Possibly. Or there is a window, changed. there is a door opening for a chance to to do something. And as we said over the years, the beach property is a wonderful complex. Uh, mm -hmm. There's a lot of potential, a lot of things you can do there to have large crowds and family fun events. What did Kara think of Tannen Boom? Well, I admittedly did not stay for very long because of how cold it was, but I, I, I agree that things probably could have been a little bit closer together. Like I, I envision when, when I just think of these kinds of things in general, I just go big in my mind. Like it could, it could be like a, a festival where you have not just one or two vendors, but you have like dozens lining the beach parking lot, which is, you know, currently covered with snow. Like you have multiple breweries or multiple like food vendors and stuff like that. Like, so maybe next year they go bigger. I, I don't know if, if they do have it next year at all. Um, what the mayor told me is that, you know, they were going to see how this event went and kind of uh, get community feedback to decide what they were going to do going forward. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, hopefully something can emerge from that. Um, but anyways, uh, good first year. Um, yes. Good. Uh, good that they tried something. No, it was interesting. We'll look forward to more. And I will say is that, you know, um, you know, out in like Saudi Arabia, they have like these giant dust storms that like blow into towns and that kind of thing. Seeing that smoke just like towering over people, that was, <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> and then it will blow in a different direction and more people will be, <laughs> all right, move. And then it will blow in the direction. Well, that's uh, the beauty of a bonfire and you go home smelling like it. So. It is. <laughs> No, so yes, um, but what also made it nice was, yeah, there was no risk of any, um, you know, not a real risk anyway of any fire because, yeah, there was snow everywhere because um, we got hit with a... Yeah, we did. A uh, huge snowstorm um, last, uh, well, it started Thursday, didn't it? Mm -hmm. Thursday into Friday. 
And I had the pleasure of driving to the pot stamp area <laughs> and back in it, which was not fun at all. Um, but we got a pretty good amount of snow dumped on us. And you know, I, this winter, I think we've had more snow than last year. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. So, which is good for, um, you know, the tourism places that rely on it, the ski areas and such. Um, plus, you know, it is winter in the North Country. Um, gotta have snow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it makes it makes life worth living. Yes, get out there, build some muscles, shoveling out your car as I had to do. <laughs> yes, yes, a lot of shoveling, uh, snow blowing, and then of course we all know as soon as you're done, the plow comes by, <laughs> blows it all back up. Yes, 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 that was part of the reason why one of the technical issues of last week is that I had planned to come in and do a podcast last week, but then I realized, wow, my car's a little more stuck than I thought it was, and then I got in here and I'm like. Ah. No. <laughs> so yes here's to spring in um like five more weeks uh, yeah well maybe a little longer <laughs> well it was really it was really warm today it was like i i had to run an errand in my car it said 41 and when i went for a walk earlier i didn't wear my hat and i had to unzip my jacket part way through because i was pretty warm so. Yeah, I think it's like 42 degrees right now. I was telling a friend from Virginia, I said, yeah, this is t-shirt weather up here. <laughs> exactly. Um, so those are some of the lighter issues that we uh, covered over the past week. And then moving on, we uh, this was a big week for COVID-19. Um, it seems like every week <laughs> is a big week for COVID-19, unfortunately. Um, the good news is it looks like the numbers in our region and across the state are stabilizing a bit, maybe going down a bit, um, which is good, what we want to see. And the metrics were such that Governor Kathy Hochul, yes, um, agreed to lift the indoor mask mandate uh, for businesses businesses, um, across the state. And that went into effect today. Businesses welcome that. Customers welcome that. the governor said it's still a wait and see with schools. Um, the you have an upcoming school break, winter break, February twenty first to the twenty fifth, I believe, hmm. and then they're going to uh, examine the data after that. And the first week in March, they'll make an assessment of whether or not masks need to remain in schools. Um, along with the lifting of the mandate, I should mention, and Kara, help me out with this. <laughs> You still have to wear them in hospitals, nursing homes, transportation units. State licensed medical facilities, um, transportation facilities. So think like airports and buses and the like. Um, There's also correctional facilities that includes um, local county jails. Um, Trying to think what else. There's there's a couple more categories. Oh, and basically anywhere where there's communal living, I think. So um, Yes. To, include, to include corrections and others like that. Um, and how and are the, right. And how are the counties handling it? So um, the counties, as far as I can tell, because I, I did speak with, you know, the leaders of the legislatures yesterday and Clinton, well, Clinton County actually had a meeting last night and they kind of just voted to, no one's putting in any sort of law to make it county to like localize the mask mandate and make businesses in their respective counties do it themselves like no no one's doing that as far as I can tell um the Clinton County legislature was very happy to lift the mask mandate to kind of just you know align with the state guidance for its own building 
um, similar to Essex, Essex County's making it optional for staff and visitors and such. Um, and in Franklin County, I was told that they may leave it in place just for the next week because the legislature itself is not scheduled to meet again until next Thursday. Um, so that's kind of the plan there. Um, at, I talked to a couple municipal leaders. Um, Mayor Rosenquist said the city plans to leave it in place for Plattsburgh Town Hall or City Hall um, for the time being, just to see how things go. Um, and then at the Plattsburgh Town Hall, um, visitors will no longer have to wear masks and neither will vaccinated staff, but unvaccinated staff will have to wear masks. So um, everybody's kind of taking, like, I, I would say most are embracing it, but um, everybody's kind of taking a different approach based on what they feel is right. And a big thing that I think is important to remember, it's something that um, the Essex County Board Supervisors Chair Sean Gillillan said, is to just you know, respect people if they do still choose to wear a mask. They might be immunocompromised. They might just be a little fearful of the virus. They might have someone vulnerable in their lives. Um, and also, you know, it has coincided with, you know, lower flu rates and lower rates of other illnesses. So just kind of keep that in mind that, you know, people, some people still see the benefit of it and that's okay. Even if you're, even if we're moving perhaps as a country and, definitely now as a state into a phase of perhaps learning to live with the virus, you know, for some people that means selecting to wear a mask in certain situations. So just, you know, being respectful of that people's yes, choices. Absolutely. And, and, as our editorial pointed out today, if you so inclined to wear a mask, go ahead. And we hope people respect that. Um, you know, we're still not out of the woods yet. Um, mm -hmm. This is still a very serious pandemic. So if people want to wear masks, Great. Although I didn't know that wearing a mask can prevent diarrhea. What? He said infectious diarrhea. So to me, <laughs> I, I think he meant like the stomach bug, perhaps. Okay. <laughs> where do so, you wearing a mask, Joe? <laughs> I was like, oh wow, I didn't think of that. <laughs> I think that's a COVID first. Honestly, I mean, beyond that, <laughs> we've learned that you know masks. Um, Heck, you know, going to Tannenboom, you know, is the, it, it, it's not, you know, it's not a scarf by any means, but it keeps your face a little warmer. So. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Now, if only they would invent non-foggy glasses, then the world would be perfect. <laughs> exactly. The key is to get the mask right. When I wear my glasses, it, like I had a mask that like literally came to a point up here above like the ridge of my nose, like that really helped. No, that doesn't work. <laughs> okay joe it worked for me you just need... it doesn't work for me somebody i remember somebody early in the pandemic said you just gotta wash your glasses with toothpaste and then but i'm like i'm not putting toothpaste on my glasses i thought there was shaving cream too was another <laughs> remedy i'm not putting any of that stuff on my glasses <laughs> but um speaking of transportation um there is plattsburgh international airport it's going Indeed. through changes recently. Yes. Yes. Um, the uh, EAS contract is up for renewal for the county. That's uh, a federal essential air service program where the federal government basically pays airlines to fly in uh, lower populated areas um, that need service. Um, United Sky West um, indicated they will be pulling out. So the county was looking for uh, new service. And uh, Kara, I believe it's, was it Cape Air? That, yep. Uh, the bitter? bitter was Hyannis slash K 
Cape Air, um, offering flights to Boston in a nine passenger. Uh, it's called a Technam Traveler is the type of plane. Um, I just lost my train of thought for a second. Um, but, and they are offering um, both a two year or a four year contract, which it would be up to the um, county because they own the airport to decide which bid they would prefer to go with. But this isn't really normal as far as, far as I've seen, you know, with a central air, like typically there's at least like two or three bids, um, you know, a couple smaller smaller trips to like more localized northeastern areas and then you know sky west you know has been featured the past couple of years so it's it's a big deal to not see sky west show up and you know put in a bid but they cited staffing concerns as the reason why they're pulling out of not just plattsburgh but much of the northeast and other um areas throughout the country so yeah, some people I've talked to are looking at this as kind of a setback uh, for the airport and local travel. Um, the daily flights from Plattsburgh to Dulles Airport in Washington were well received. Um, people could fly down there, get connections more easily. Prior to the Washington service, we did have service to Boston daily on smaller mm -hmm. aircraft. And the complaint was that we're... At Logan Airport, it dropped you off. You had to clear security again to get to connecting flights. And that's a real pain. Yes. And people like the larger aircraft. The SkyWest, I think they had 32 seaters. I uh, thought it was 50. 50? Okay, even better. And these nine seat planes from Cape Air, uh, people were not thrilled with them. Uh, they so I think there's a lot of people hoping that something can be done and the county can can land a uh, some kind of service that uh, um, is maybe uh, looked upon a little bit better. But we'll see. Didn't we have service to Vegas at one point? Or was that we did? Uh, I think it was Allegiant uh, did direct flights to Vegas um, and charter flights, mm -hmm. and they did very well for the short period of time they were operating. Canadians came; they loved it. Mm. <laughs> but again, it was airline internal issues that ended that. It wasn't uh, because these planes weren't full. It was something to do with the pilots' union. Um, but yeah, if we can get um, service like that back here again. And I think, you know, for two years now, the airport has been seriously interrupted uh, and affected mm -hmm. by COVID. Um, so it's, uh, everything's an anomaly right now. Mm -hmm. uh, once we clear this pandemic and things get back to normal, the airport still has a ton of potential. Um, it's got the customs facility now. Um, it still has plenty of room, plenty of parking. Um, so, you know, it hit a bump in the road with COVID, but I think down the road, it still has tons of potential to serve the area. It is a good location for a lot of um, areas, you know, near the border and um, yeah. Um, but again, with Canadians and again, the border lockdown has affected that too. So um, yeah, it's um, so yeah, it's almost, it's almost unfair to judge them right in this low period because yeah. <laughs> they've been playing with the handicap for a while now. So, but they have a beautiful new runway, don't they Kara? They do. I reported on it extensively last year and I actually got to go out on it a couple of times, which if you've never been on an airport runway it is very cool to be on an airport runway because you is can see, big? yes, you can see everything <laughs> around you. And 
like you're 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 on a stretch that just goes for miles. I I, I don't even know like how to describe it, but it, it's pretty cool to be out there. So Carrot this is why we do this job so we can do fun things like that. Kara just reaches down, touches the ground, and yep, this is runway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't well, know if it was. <laughs> it, it is an impressive site. Um, of course, it, it's, it was left over from Plattsburgh Air Force Base, mm -hmm. a strategic air command base, which uh, needed a massive place for their uh, jets and tankers um, over the years. And that's a great place to hold a fish concert. <laughs> as we <laughs> as we all know 25 years ago um so yeah it's it's an amazing it's an amazing space for sure well yeah Kara, could you see like setting up a concert stage out there like i mean <laughs> so i've never been to a music festival so i think it's hard for me to conceive of but like it would have been huge like i could <laughs> it was thousands of people <laughs> How many people were at the fish concert? Some say up to a hundred thousand, but I, yeah, between sixty and a hundred thousand. I believe that one hundred percent that that it could handle that many. I mean, the runway is, if I'm remembering correctly, it's eleven thousand seven hundred something feet. Yeah, so two miles. So yeah, people as far as the eye could see, I, I could I could envision that that would that would have been pretty cool. It's a backup landing site for the space shuttle. Something like that. <laughs> is it weird though that when I hear that many people still in my head, my brain just goes, oh, <laughs> too many people. <laughs> oh, it was. I mean, I think Plattsburgh became the fourth largest city in New York State that weekend. COVID warning, COVID warning. <laughs> no, it was, there was no COVID in 1996. <laughs> but I remember nearby um, those convenience stores on 22. Oh, yeah. Uh, wiped mm -hmm. out of everything. Everything was so there's lots of good ones over there. Yeah, it was amazing. Well, speaking of big events, what's the what's the Super Bowl theme? Da, 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 da. Super Bowl? Oh, it has well, a theme, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> uh, yep, Super Bowl Sunday, big weekend. Uh big game Sunday afternoon, about 6:30 at kickoff. The Cincinnati Bengals playing the Los Angeles Rams um, in SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, amazing stadium, $5 billion, uh, pretty cool. Amazing. And it's unusual that the Rams are playing in their home field because they usually pick a neutral site and the neutral site team usually never makes it. But this year and last year, Tampa Bay, they both made the Super Bowl in their home stadiums. Um, I so saw something, a funny meme about that that said like, oh, that's kind of fishy. Like it is that. fishy. I mean, it's the NFL, so of course it's fishy. Well, I saw <laughs> controversial one. hot take. Yeah, yes, I saw one that said, in order to avoid this, they're going to make the permanent Super Bowl home um, uh, AT and T Stadium in Dallas because they know the Cowboys will never make the Super Bowl. Oh, <laughs> which angered me being a Cowboy fan. <laughs> But unfortunately, it might be true. <laughs> As someone who was raised a Giants fan, I that makes me happy a little bit. But also the Giants <laughs> have not been doing very well of late. So no. No. <laughs> so why don't they anyways, don't, go ahead? Just don't they have a stadium in London? Uh there's Wembley Stadium in London. Because weren't they was it before COVID that they were like having some games yeah. over there because the Didn't UK. They like, yeah, they still, they have a couple games each year over there. Yeah. 
Why not just make that the neutral site? They don't have everybody to go to England every yeah. game. <laughs> oh my goodness! But wait, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of the time. Yeah, because if they played at like six o'clock at night, then we could have it so much earlier in the day. That would be so much easier. This would be better. The day after the Super Bowl wouldn't be like the least productive day of the year anymore. It would be for England, but not for us. Well, yes, and and and. If you'll read Saturday's editorial in the Press Republican, you'll learn about this. The Super Bowl normally, well, way back when, I think this is Super Bowl 56, so 56 years they've had it. It used to be like early January, then mid-January, then late January. And in the last maybe 10 years or so, it's been the first Sunday in February. So what the NFL is trying to do, although they won't admit this, but it's pretty obvious, this year they extended the season from 16 to 17 games by another week. So the Super Bowl is a week later this year. And now if they have their way, they'll go to 18 games um, if they can get the players union to agree to it, which would push the Super Bowl back another week, which will coincide with President's Day Monday, which is a holiday. So everybody can have Super Bowl Monday off. Not for us, To, to recover. We in the future. No, not, not for <laughs> journalists, yes. <laughs> um, so that those are the uh, plans, in, in my estimation, that the NFL is angling towards. And a lot of people have been for years and said, Super Bowl Monday should be a holiday. <laughs> and there you go. I mean, uh, is there anything more American than having the Super Bowl on the President's Day? <laughs> exactly. Next to each other. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, but I'm sure everybody's going to have uh, parties and mm -hmm. they might be safe. Yes. Uh, I mean, everyone likes to get together with their friends and watch the game and have a few beers and some chicken wings and maybe some chili. Maybe some chocolate chip cookies. Um, but, you know, like you said, Ben, be smart, be safe. Um, try to avoid COVID. And above all, don't drink and drive, please. Mm -hmm. yes. um, the other interesting part about Super Bowl, and you'll see in the editorial, is it's the biggest wagering day. Uh, mm -hmm. The American Gaming Association estimates that $7.6 billion will be wagered on the Super Bowl this year oh um, in both legal and illegal. Oh, uh, that reminds me, I still got to give you 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, how much of that do you think, because uh, New York allows mobile sports betting now, right? So yes. like, does that add a different dynamic to the Super Bowl for people this year? I don't know. I don't. Uh, the estimates, what I was reading, it was about uh, only about 20% or so were legal bets. The rest of it is all offshore or uh, pools, office pools um, or bookies, local bookies, um, stuff like that. Everybody gambles. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's the white elephant in the room. <laughs> Everybody gambles. Um, a lot of people believe it's a victimless crime, so to speak, if it's a crime at all. Um, and in part, that's what makes the NFL so popular. Uh, <laughs> people love to bet on those games. And there's all kinds of cool prop bets, uh -huh. which I think you're familiar with. Yes. Uh, what color is the Gatorade one day? Pour it over the Who's going to win the coin toss? Uh -huh. Is it going to be heads or tails? Uh -huh. Who's going to get the first penalty? Mm -hmm. um, what's the first commercial going to be? Uh, Is Snoop Dogg going to swear on the show? <laughs> yeah, yes. So there's a lot of fun things tied to it. Yes. No, being here and working at this job has made me appreciate the Super Bowl a little bit more. So 
Yeah, well, who could ever forget uh, the wardrobe malfunction? Kara wasn't even alive for that, Joe. <laughs> no, I, I was alive. I was just very young, so I don't. I, I honestly never really paid attention to it. But I, I remember hearing about it. I grew up hearing about it a lot. It's historic. I think I was in the kitchen when it happened, and my mom was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> <laughs> I remember Beyonce Bowl though. That was when I was in college. Yes. Hey. It was both Beyonce Bowl and Blackout Bowl. Yes. Oh, I didn't know this happened at the same Super Bowl. Yeah, I, yeah. I remember being in college and the, like Facebook was lighting up. Oh my God, black out of the Super the Bowl. The lights went out. Run, <laughs> run for your lives. <laughs> that was weird. But no, it should be a fun game. So um, Joe, who do you who are you rooting for? Um, my neighbor that, uh, across the street from me, Dave Petro, is a great guy. He's a big Rams fan. So I'd like to see them win for him. Hey. Although um, I, I'm intrigued by Cincinnati. They're an up and coming underdog with a interesting second year quarterback. So it, I think it could have the makings for a really good game. Interesting. Kara, who do you have? I mean, I'm pretty indifferent. I know that my boyfriend is a Raiders fan, so he does not want the Bengals to win um because they knocked them them out you know several (laughs) weeks ago um and he also said something last night about how he thinks the quarterback for the rams deserves a win i don't remember his matthew stafford he's been in the league 13 years um this is first time first chance um maybe i'll go with that it depends like if i feel like friendly competition or if i feel like (laughs) you know unity so yeah i'm up in the air are you having chicken wings I don't think so. They're so expensive. I don't know. (laughs) That's a damper. (laughs) No, you got to have chicken, buffalo chicken dip. Oh, yeah, that's 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 the peak snack. Although we already settled that with the bracket last year. Um, I'm going to go with the Bengals just because Bengals is a cool mascot. The Tigers? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Got to be a little different. Yeah. Isn't that how you picked when we did the... uh, the teams that we had last year yes. where we would just pick. Yeah. You, yep. you were like, we who, who would win in a real fight? Rams or bagels? Yeah. Bengals. <laughs> bagels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So no, so that should be fun. Yep. We're looking forward to that. And um, hopefully the weather cooperates uh, the rest of the winter and uh, we'll see what it brings. Well, that darn groundhog says it isn't going to, but the groundhog is not a meteorologist. He is. I thought there were two groundhogs that had two different outcomes this year. There's two groundhogs? Yeah, like, I, well, there's the official, well, I don't know, like, if there's, like, a legally deemed official <laughs> oh, groundhog. I, didn't he die? I, oh, I, I, I read a head, I saw a headline about a groundhog dying. Punxsutawney Phil has been alive for, like, 60 years. <laughs> I'm looking this up. No, they bring him back. Every I'm day. sure. I'm sure he's died many times. What yes. is dead shall never die. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> All right. Well, while Carrie does some research for that, you can find us on um, Apple Podcasts, on the Press Open website, um, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Um, this podcast is brought to you by <laughs> the Press Republican. Um, <laughs> otherwise, no. Yes. Hope for better weather. Hope for a good Super Bowl. And Joe. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We appreciate your support. And until then, we wish everybody a little weak side help.